Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's Saturday, April 29th. Yes, you heard me correctly. April 29th, Saturday, not Friday. Forgot we had prom last night. I don't know how that slipped my mind last week, but it did. It's yeah. Chris. And, of course, I'm here with the, the Jenny. What's up? <laughs> What's going uh, on? Yeah, I'm confused at how that slipped my mind. I, know, I kind of forgot that it was even Saturday until you mentioned it. Yeah, because with you know Friday was definitely busy, but uh, glad to be here. Yeah. Back at it. So, I mean, there's a ton of stuff we could talk about this week. Yeah. I sure. mean, just an absolutely... I mean, I could have a five and a half hour podcast today and probably not even come. I know, right? Um, but we got a couple of... I think we're going to start off on a lighter note. Uh... Did you see Brittany Griner's interview? I saw that she said, you know, that, well, I'm more wondering why they even like, it seemed like the dumbest article to me that I saw just the quotes or headlines or saying, you know, why she doesn't want to go back overseas. Right. Yeah. Not because, uh, not because you went to jail. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Like obviously why would you, why, why is that even a story? It's like, Oh, who, Hey, so are you thinking about going back overseas? What kind of a dumb question is that? Yeah. Well, uh, again, she should have no fear. Okay. And oh, by the way, her ultimate uh, reason for not going to play basketball overseas again is because, you know, she's just worried about getting arrested again. But she blames the reason why they have to go overseas on the gender pay gap. The pay gap. I, Completely I, ignoring, of course, the fact that the WNBA has absolutely no followership. Yeah, I don't. Well, it, it's funny. What what bothered me the most about that is she's like, I need money to pay for my, you know, for my family to eat and stuff or something. Mm -hmm. Like pay her light bill. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, it's. I'm sure you're struggling. Right. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, probably you know, hundred and forty, hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year salary you were already getting, clearly not enough. Yeah, think, yeah. You know, just because the average American family makes like eighty five thousand dollars a year, your hundred and fifty clearly isn't enough. To... Uh, I'm glad you can go over there and support your family. You know, but think you're taking care of that. Meanwhile, the men, many men, go overseas too to play yeah. effortlessly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have a, a a member a member of my family who was in the NBA. Um, played there for a couple of seasons and then moved to overseas. And he's played in, of all places, China mm. for years now. Uh, he's played in Greece. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people do it. And you know, Yeah, I mean, it's a, for, for those players who are usually on the line or whatever, um, yeah, and they want to make some extra money or they want to uh, try to keep their career alive, mm -hmm. um, get some more eyes on that kind of thing yeah that's gonna happen um but yeah it's not the narrative racism, racism well, again they talk about the she talks about the gender pay gap completely ignoring the facts that in the industry that she's in specifically it's driven by salaries are driven by sponsorships and and uh, uh attendance uh, and those types of things. And the WNBA just doesn't, has nothing to do with the fact that you're a woman 
it has everything to do with the fact that your brand, your league, does not inspire. I mean, most women don't even watch the WNBA. Right. I mean, it, the the WNBA is completely subsidized by the NBA. Absolutely. I mean, you're you're fortunate that you're able to play basketball on a professional level at all, because if the woke leftists like you guys get your way, there will be no gender sports. Right. It'll just be the NBA, and if you can make the team, you can make the team. Yeah. And if you make a team, if you get any playing time, that's. <laughs> yeah. What? That's a meritocracy right there. Yeah. Go for it. Yep. Uh, so anyway, hey, so you had, and this is if you read if you read my little headline underneath my name right here, right here, it says it has become reality. And what I mean by that is the next couple of things that we're going to tell you about uh, these people who their reality is now everything that the liberal left has said that their reality should be. So go ahead, Jimmy, and tell us about... Uh, well, I don't think we've certainly not completely got to where they uh, to where they want to be. There's plenty more. It can always be worse. There's plenty more things to come. Absolutely, but to the extent that somebody would actually try to try this shit, tells me that the people... Now, fortunately, uh, and I don't know exactly where this happened. Uh, where my situation happened? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, but the fact that somebody thinks that it's even a valid argument at this point tells me that the left has been very effective in their messaging to these communities because they believe that they're going to go spew this shit and people are just going to buy off on it and say, oh, yeah. no, you're right. So the incident that I'm talking about, and if you can figure out, sorry, if you can figure out what my tagline <laughs> means, um, you'll understand. So I'm sure, hopefully, a lot of people have heard about this. This, this occurred in Ohio, actually. Yeah, of all places. Um, well, that's probably why law enforcement did what they did. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so there was a woman who went to Target. She racked up over $1,000 worth of merchandise and went to the checkout counter, uh, processed all of her her uh, merchandise through and had a over $1,000 bill and knew that she wasn't going to be able to afford it. So she stops every, everything. She halts business uh, for Target and says, we need to have a larger conversation uh, about Target um, covering the difference in my groceries I'm not, or my merchandise, whatever it is. Um, because I'm not going to be able to cover the whole thing, and that's just and that's what I'm owed. And, and so, obviously, the, the court is like, well, "What are you going to do? I can't help you out. What are you What are you talking about? What do you want?" And so they call up the manager, and and the lady who's checking out did I mention she's a black female? Uh, uh, that becomes an issue here shortly. So a a smaller white female manager comes over and says how can i help you what's going on and then this lady i think to, oh, not she doesn't become irate but she is starting something she wants to 
assert herself. She becomes very passive aggressive, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I think from a verbal standpoint, she wasn't super aggressive, but she got physically aggressive. She right. got up in this woman's face, in this manager's face, and basically started demanding that the target compensate her for the remainder of her goods um, for the purpose of reparations. Um, and so but she gets in this woman's face and, and the, the uh, manager puts her hands up, touches the woman to kind of back her off of her space, doesn't shove her, doesn't become physically violent with her, but just gets her out of her face. And then the loss prevention, someone's security guard comes out and and sees what's going on and asks her to you know explain what's going on with them and essentially asks her to leave because this isn't going to resolve itself. Um, but the lady gets aggressive and he he backs up and asks her to, to uh, not you know not get closer, don't get in his face. He backs up, backs up. She keeps following him aggressively, backs him into his office. And he can't, can't retreat, retreat anymore. And at that point, he felt physically threatened, and he just decks her in the face. <laughs> this Karen got knocked the yeah. out, yeah. and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, if and you're going to mess, mess around, then you're going to find out. So then, of course, at this point, she thinks that with law enforcement coming, they're, of course, going to be on her side. Of course, yeah. She, she just got physically assaulted. So. Right. He is obviously in the in the right, and so yeah. When when the police got there, they explained or they tried to figure out what was going on. But they immediately saw what had happened, and she's sitting there giving them this BS narrative about how she's owed compensation for reparations. We need to have a larger conversation, and targets the right organization to do this. You know, money hasn't been fair to everybody. Right. So they're owed this and that. Like, who, why are you entitled? And, and just as a little bit of judgment here, she's a very overweight person. Not to me that you're not living some poor life. You're taking, you're getting taken care of. You think you need, what do you, you need these thousand dollar groceries or whatever? Uh, who do you think you are that you're owed this? You're entitled to this. You, you probably well, well, she's been told that, Jimmy. Yeah, she's been told that the white liberal elite have have set in place in these communities that belief that they are owed absolutely everything at the behest of everyone else who is not of the same race them, uh, and they're owed it. So there should be no question when somebody uh, of her of her color comes in and demands that they they get something for nothing. Uh, I, I don't even know why we're questioning it. Right, yeah. Target should just be like, yes, you're right. You know, take anything you want. We'll cover it. Whatever. That's that's fair, right? We owe you. We owe you because whatever. Like, I mean, this is the dumbest thing, and that's it's. it just kills me that these are the kind of people that we have in our society. They're just so entitled uh, and I'm glad that she faced a little bit of reality. So she's the one that got arrested. Uh, she tried to claim that this is her Rosa Parks moment. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she was shocked when he was not going to get in trouble 
when she she was the one that was physically assaulted. Well, and the good thing is, is the media did not run with this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty uh, quick. Yeah, so it was there for, I, saw, I think I saw it two days ago, maybe. Um, it was kind of like a flash blur, but I didn't see it on any of the networks being covered. You know, black woman assaulted by, you know, Target employee or I'm, I'm, I'm gonna surprise though aren't you because like uh, you know I am and I'm not and I'm the reason I'm gonna say I'm not is and we can talk about this more later because this is a whole nother conversation <laughs> but I think the media in general particularly over the last two or three months is going through a little bit of a recalibration <laughs> I think is the word I would like to use um, now does that mean that they're not gonna stick with their you know you know, their mainstays, Trump, 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 and, and all that crap. No, they're going to do that. Uh, but I think on stories like this, I think that they've honestly been burned so many times now that at least at the executive level, pushing down to the people in front of the cameras, um, they're at least attempting to take a step back and not, not be quite so quick. You know, before it was all about who was first. Who's first to report it? Uh, you know, that's the most important thing. I, I think they're kind of taking – I just I think, think a lot of that still goes on, but I yeah. don't know. I, th I think part of the reason is the videos is out there and sure. to very clearly see what went down. And so that's – And I think Target released them. It's very hard to defend, yeah. So I encourage anybody who hasn't seen it to yeah, take a watch. It. It's quite entertaining. But it just – gives you a good idea of what these people think out there. And this is not a really a unique story. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, probably not. So, okay, there's one person that where this has become reality for. So let's go into the second one. What, what do you got? What oh, the, one that, the other one you were telling us about. The... Oh, the at the dealership? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, this is just some another random... This is another reality of people living in these... People's realities, just like yeah, that nobody sees. Um, but yeah, this another twenty-one-year-old woman working at a car dealership while she's going to school um, was drunk on the job, and I think that the owners had had enough of it, and they went and they fired her on the spot, but she refused to leave. She's intoxicated, sitting at her desk in an office. They have to call the cops. The cops come out there, and they start to. Yeah, say, ask her what's going on, and she's just like, no, nothing, what's going on? I'm good. And then they're like, well, you've been asked to leave. Um, she's like, no, well, I'm a lawyer. Or, I'm, or not a I'm lawyer. In law school. I'm in law school. And um, I, so I know more than you, and uh, you, you know, you can't do this. So, and she's like, I'm not. She basically refused to leave, even though. She, but she acted confused. Right. She drunk. She's was, she's just very entitled, thinking that she can do whatever she wants. And she gets dragged out of there because they had enough of it. And they're like, well, this is not the, this isn't reality. You can't just say these things and, and get your way because you think that you're special. Um, yeah, this is just a young person who's super entitled. She gets dragged out of there and then starts making up lies and saying, Oh, I was trying to leave, and they wouldn't let me leave. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't let you leave. Yeah, they called the cops because you wouldn't leave. That makes total sense. Right. Total sense. Yeah, so the reality that these that these – and now, if I remember correctly, the, the woman in our first story, she wasn't 
she didn't appear to me to be a young woman. I mean, no. probably middle middle age, certainly. Yeah. Um, not old, but you know, certainly not like fresh out of college or anything, um, or fresh out of high school. However, you want to, you know, whatever. Um, but these are the realities that these people are living in. Like this, and you've said it a couple of times: this self entitlement of you know, I can do whatever the hell I want. I can take whatever the hell I want. I can go wherever the hell I want, and there's not going to be any repercussions for me because I'm owed. And that just, it, yeah, it's, it's insanity. And I don't understand these people thinking that that is in any way, shape, or form a realistic way to go through and live the rest of your life. I feel sorry for them to, a, to an extent because if that's what you believe and that's what you think is going to happen to you over the course of the next 50 years of your life, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. So I don't know. Just I just thought those were two interesting stories, and um, yeah, it's whatever I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where that's going to go. Um, yeah, is it going to trend more in that direction or or regress a little bit? But yeah. I hope that the next generation starts to realize that this <laughs> is just not reality, and, and they need to face some consequences. When I and I think I've said it multiple times recently is. We're dealing with children who are who have never had to face responsibilities. They're coddled as children, and so they continue to be children as the, as they become adults legally. But they still act like children, and they lash out just like children. They throw these childish toddler tantrums, and they think that that's how that's going to get their way. Because probably in a lot of cases it does. Right. Well, it works at home. Yes, it works at their home, it works at their workplace. Um, I mean, as long, you know, unless they're breaking laws, but like if they start demanding things, that's why we see some of the stuff in schools and at universities and, and small businesses and whatnot. Ah, big businesses, government agencies. Yeah, it's not going to work. I see it all the time. People that, you know, feel entitled and, and think that they're uh, morally superior than everybody. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they continue to get away with it. Unless it's us, and we, we let them get away with it. But when they start to face real consequences, um, yeah, hopefully it's a wake-up call because you can't, you can't continue to be children and be responsible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a symptom of what has been pushed. Um, you know, and I think that we, we as parents, particularly parents of kids that are still in school, I don't think that in a lot of, in a lot of ways we really know, and I think Elon Musk alluded to this the other day too, it's really, we're, we really don't know to what extent this type of, I don't even know what to call it, uh, I don't, it's not brainwashing, but, but indoctrinating, I guess, is the good word for it. Is really going on in our schools and in our universities. Um, you know, we know that it goes on, but I'm not, I'm not sure that we're really clear on the uh, on the whole effect or the amount of this kind of stuff that's actually going on in our schools. So, you know, we we sit here and we complain about it, but at the same time, are we really aware of? Of how deep this is entrenched 
and the stuff that they're being taught when they're out of our presence. So I don't know. Uh, I, I thought Elon was, was pretty spot on with that because you don't know. You don't. I mean, you obviously have a little bit more control on understanding at high school or middle school than you do at college. Uh, so it's hard. It's hard to say. But we're gonna move on to the next. What do you got? The Biden sagas. <laughs> so, Big Joe, big guy, made his announcement this week that he is running for re-election and Kamala's going to be his roommate. Even though 37, only 37% of the Democrat population won't be run. Only 37%. Jimmy yeah. Carter at this time, in his presidency, remember he only had one president, one term, because he lost, was forty one percent. So Biden has less favorability, less favorability within his own party than Jimmy Carter did. But somebody thinks that that's that uh, you know that that's their best chance. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with them. Who else do they have? Uh, you know, and another thing that is now that I've heard rumblings over the last two days with this is because of his age, they're seriously not considering if Joe Biden's going to be there for four years. They're, what the consideration is, is that Kamala Harris will ultimately end up having to take over for him. And that's becoming a serious concern, even within the Democratic Party, is that their concern is Kamala will end up at some point, if Biden won a second term, that she would at some point end up taking over as president of the United States. And that's a bigger concern to them than Joe Biden. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I've said it multiple times that I don't think he's going to make it through this term. Um, I very well could be wrong about that, but I'm still confident that there's like something will happen. There's no chance that he legitimately can can will be ready to serve at the at come up 2025 when he would be inaugurated There's yeah the problem is his time the problem is is now that he's announced time's running out he's just falling apart so quickly he was already in shambles when he first got elected he's i mean it's a daily occurrence that there's gap and he just cannot control himself yeah we saw his we saw his card the other yeah. day in the news. I mean, and that's nothing new. It's just like it should be a big deal. It's not because it's part for the course. Yeah. I mean, and the guy just wants to sit in the basement and eat ice cream. <laughs> well, and that leads me into the next part of this is the once uh, Joe announced that he was running, the DNC almost immediately, almost immediately came out and said there will be no primary debates. So yeah. it doesn't matter who runs against Joe, he will not have to debate him. Why? And Democrats, you know, you're the ones that are always screaming that, you know, uh, democracy is under attack. Is it democracy that you you not have the opportunity to hear the other candidates that want to buy for your vote? Is it democracy that they shield this guy from having to be up there and explain his record, it is clearly now his record on issues. Is that democracy? 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. For, for, a, for a party that's, uh, uh, you know, so worried about the destruction of democracy, I don't hear anyone screaming and crying that they're not going to do any debates. Because that's the most democratic part of our election season is, is, is the debates between candidates so that you, as the voter, can make uh, sound decisions based on what you've heard the candidates say. And the media is certainly not going to give RFK Jr. any of their time. Yeah, okay. Well, so I, I'm curious how that plays out because the organizer, the, the, the DNC, is – controlling oh, joe biden, biden essentially right i mean well they're, they're controlling the they control the party well but my point is if they just wanted to control the party then they would have no opponents to joe biden so they can't stop somebody from saying they're going to run but the way that they get around that is exactly what they're doing they shelter the candidate they can shelter joe biden but my point is that they can the rest of the candidates can debate all they want. They can, but they're going to have to fund it themselves. Where the Should, DNC, because the DNC can yeah. control the purse, the purse strings. Right. right. So there's yeah, no the funding, true. and the major networks aren't going to cover it. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Oh, I, just, I do. There's no way. There's no way the MSNBC or uh, NBC or ABC or CNN or any of these organizations are are, are going to moderate or cover something that the dnc is not behind well then they have zero integrity and you know, <laughs> well, you know i know that. they didn't have much but like that <laughs> to me that means they have zero integrity because then there's no honesty and that you actually want what's best for the country best for our people because that's just completely dishonest to, to you're doing it for what well how many interviews how many interviews since miriam and i always forget her last name Marianne or whatever, Mary, uh, whatever her name is that's running, that was the first one to announce that she was running against Biden. How many interviews on TV have you seen with her? None. I went back and looked. I haven't found any. How many since RFK announced what? Three weeks ago, RFK Jr. said he was going to run. No, I've seen no interviews with him on TV. The media are doing exactly what the mainstream media uh plans on doing at the behest of the DNC. They're going to completely shield Biden from opposition. And he, because that's the only thing that people in America are going to see on a normal basis on television, that's where they're going to vote. And that's the, that's the entirety of the plan. Marianne Williamson. Yeah, Williamson. Yeah. I think it was like Williamson. Yeah. I, I had just on the tip my tongue. I mean, look, do I think that either one of them have a chance of beating him in a primary? No, because they're not well known. Uh, they're not. They're not. Popular. I just think it's it's for that same reason is that those networks and the whole Democratic Party in general right. has no solid foundation. Right. Well, and RFK Jr. is an anti-vaxer, so they're not going to promote him at all. Um, he was an anti-vaxer before yeah. even COVID. Yeah. Um, but they 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 certainly went after him. I think this will be a good this election cycle will be a good test of like how much have people learned. I mean, because we hear the loud people. I, right. I want to say right. that are still pushing. The, they're the loud people, and then they're the ones that are just completely unaware of politics altogether. I mean, I mean and, and I still, I still find, find that, that even hard to believe for most people because. 
they still go to the grocery store. They still right. go to the, they still have to put gas in their vehicle. Absolutely. Um, they still, you know, considering buying houses, buying cars, um, they see the economy as trash. And then if you completely can't put that together and you don't correlate the two, like, why is this the case? Oh, I guess the world just sucks. Yeah. Man, we need Democrats to do some things here. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess Republicans, maybe they're the evil Republican narrative lives on, I think, in most of those people. It's, it doesn't matter. Blue, no matter who. Yeah. But again, even if they're dead. What, what is pumped into, what is pumped into these mass population areas, which are almost exclusively Democratic run, the only thing that's ever pumped into these places is that message. We're going to tell you what's best for you. We're going to tell you who to vote for. There's no exceptions. You just need to listen to trust us because we've been here for you for, you know, however many decades. And obviously you're still here, so we must have done a good job. Um, so gee, please just keep believing us. And I promise you this time, this time, we're going to come through for you. And they buy it. Put on a speaker every single fucking time. This is not a novelty uh, approach that the Democratic Party is taking. This is the same playbook that they had for at least three decades. Um, I think there's something that'll catch on, but it's like it's not even. I would almost buy that even more if there was like good candidates on the left, in the sense of like they were good speakers, like. Like Obama was like honestly, I, I'm envisioning like a Gavin Newsom, yeah. somebody who's young and confident and just they can confidently lie, lie through their teeth, but they sound good doing it, right. and they can sell you know people who aren't paying attention right. easily. They, you know they, they can spew lies, but as long as it sounds good, like I would believe that. But when we're dealing with people like Joe Biden, who are just insane, senile, you know can't. They're falling apart yeah. and falling down. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're going with, what man, how bad do you think the the right is doing it? I mean, Again, yeah, I, I, it's like a it's like a little kid, man, and I keep I, I'll keep going back to it. It's, that's all they ever hear. That's all that is ever put in front of them. There is no inner city conservative movement to counter any information that is put out by uh, the liberal and Democrat organizations in these inner cities. And it's not, you, it's not that, you know, they don't have a ground view. It's, it, it's, it is, it is virtually ingrained and it starts with, the, it starts with the grandparents. Mm -hmm. If your grandparents are telling your parents who are telling you, it's generational. What, what, what the beliefs are here. This isn't just, this generation that believes this shit, it's the generations before them that have been spoon-fed this shit and nothing else for decades. Uh, and they just, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I think they truly believe it. Regardless, you know, don't, we said before, don't believe your lying eyes. Oh, I know, you go to the grocery store, it's costing, it's costing you 37% more for your grocery bill. But that's not our fault, but believe us. You know, they never go into depth on the thing, but they're just saying, believe us, it's not our fault. We didn't do it. 
This is what the other guys are doing. And there's no counter message because of the media being pumped into those neighborhoods or into those communities to counter it. Because they would never allow it. And only hear big bad Fox News. And of course, none of them are ever going to turn that on. Um, you hear a differing opinion because they've been told that Fox is the big, you know, the big Russian collaborator. Uh, when in fact it was the Hillary Clinton campaign that was actually collaborating with Russia to get information on Donald Trump. So uh, I seriously believe it's a generational belief, and I do think they believe. It. I mean, kids obviously the younger generation they obviously that's all they've ever heard. Especially in the last 10 to 15 years. Anyone who's anyone who's you know 21 years and younger, pretty much, maybe even I would go as far as say 25 and younger, you know, this is this is all they've heard their entire life. Is that you know Democrats are here to help you and Republicans are not going to help you. You're here to take everything away. And that message over time, you know, it's like training, it's like training a dog. Yeah, I think we're largely talking about people there's a good portion of the population that are unreachable though well i mean that there's no swaying their opinion i don't there's no point of even trying they're just pretty solidified but i think there's a, another good portion that is open-minded and they are they're you know they're willing they're unaffiliated i think I still hear story after story of people converting, convert, like being, being a lifelong person and being yeah. awakened. To... Well, Harold Ford, you know who Harold Ford Jr. is? Uh, no. He's a former Democrat congressman. He's uh, on the five on Fox News all the time. He's the, the Democrat that they have on their, their mm -hmm. panel on the five. Um, Maybe I just don't know my name. Yeah, he's a liberal. I, I like some of what the guy says. I some of the some of the stuff he says is obviously the the you know run of the mill Democrat talking point bullshit. <laughs> but there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I like that he says, and he's he's sure. and a lot of things he's pretty even keeled. Um, he actually on TV this past week said that he would be voting for President Trump if it's a Trump Biden president presidential run this time. He said, "I will be I will be voting for Trump," and that's a pretty staunch. Yeah, see that that's kind of my point is, um, I I think it, it will be a good test. There's a lot of people who are just fed up and yeah. are they're even though it's hitting them in the face over and over again, a lot of the people are not are not seeing it, but plenty of people are. Plenty yeah. of people are waking up to it, and I'd really like to see. How much that is going to change? The issue is the issue for me is, and yes, you're right. There are a significant amount of people throughout the country that that uh, uh, have their eyes wide open. Uh, I believe that. The problem is, is the population centers in these states: New York City, California, L.A., San Francisco, uh, the major population centers that control the outcome of the vote for a state, which in turn controls the entire uh, electoral college vote for that state. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna win those. Well, I'm just curious how much of those people are actual voters, and honestly, I think the number of those people that are actual voters are very low. I think that 
it has come we saw in the last election that it has come down to basically ballot harvesting yeah this whole the whole mail-in voting thing early voting um but the thing is jimmy is and you're right but the thing is is we know that right the 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 republican party if to say that they don't know and understand that at this point would just mean that they are the dumbest organization on the face of the planet. So why aren't they out there doing the same goddamn thing? Why aren't they out there pushing their ground game to push for mail-in? Because how do we lose? How do Republicans lose elections? I don't. They lose it three days after because they haven't counted the mail vote. So if you yeah. change the demographic of Republicans still having predominance on election day. But also have a twenty to thirty percent higher submission of mail-in ballots. How do you how do you parse that? How well, do you- I do, I don't. I think the Republicans know. The problem is, the people who are the non-voters that Democrats are harvesting, we'll say, just mm-hmm. to simplify it, are likely Democrats who. The Democratic voters who just don't vote—they likely lean They're much more swayable because they're in those concentrated populist areas, and they so. But they just don't care enough to go, or but they're easily to be swayed. So even if Republicans went into those same areas. And they, they went, went to all those apartment buildings or whatever, mm-hmm. and 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 harvested all those votes. votes. Or, or, you know, yeah, tried to, to. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't be as successful just because, because of who they're trying to do that to. But they don't have to be. That's my point. They don't have to be as successful. We have a. I think. I think in the last election, the report was that Republicans, uh, it was eighty twenty on election day Maybe. voters. Yeah. People who actually go to the polls and vote on and it's reverse on mail voters. It's reverse but higher. It's like ninety five five or something like that. Yeah, and I was gonna kinda get to that, but about just I think we've screwed ourselves, legislators have screwed us or whatever on allowing that to happen. Like why because I don't think that's something you can But then you have a state Georgia fix. Then you have a state like Georgia that did change their law and allowed mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in excess, in my opinion. But they allowed them, and yeah, sure. Did the did uh, Warnock win? Yes. Uh, I can't remember who their other one was that was running, uh, but Stacey Abrams still got her ass kicked. Um, so there, there. I think there is validity. The problem is in other states, they don't want to put the checks and balances in place to ensure that there's validity. So Georgia right. has a very forward-thinking use of mail-in ballots, but there's also very strict requirements for the submission of those. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily even, I'm not concerned about mail-in ballots because, if it's a legitimate mail-in vote by a, by a human who is alive and uh, submits it themselves, and it's not me submitting it for my mom or something like right. that, um, 
if it's legitimate, I don't care about mail-in ballots. And they and they should all be mailed in and tallied day of. Right. They don't need to be or beforehand, whatever. Uh, They don't need to be tallied overnight, all at the same time, whatever, or seven days or two weeks later. Like, it's really sketchy. And I don't have any trust in our voting system for that reason. Right, but look at the states that are doing that. Pennsylvania. They don't. First of all, your bat, your ballot can be postmarked the day of the election, which means it's not even received at the at the election center or wherever it gets mailed to until days after the election. And any ones that they have received, they don't even start counting until the polls close. So at nine o'clock at night, they can start uh, tallying mail-in votes, and they don't even have to be—you don't even have to mail them until that day. So that's going to lend itself to a week or a week and a half, and especially as you uh, loosen the restrictions on who can uh, actually mail in a, a ballot. Uh, so the number of ballots grows, of course, um, and 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 uh, yeah, it's just lending itself to these weeks. Uh, we had the same county. What was the county? Was it in Georgia, Maricopa County? I think that's Georgia or Arizona. That's Arizona. Arizona. So Maricopa County, two elections in a row. They've been the last ones to actually be able to tally their shit because. Of their ridiculous, the ridiculous way that they do these mail-in ballots. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you know, they said last time, oh, well, you know, we've got it down now. We're going to be good. And here we go, 2020 election. They did the same goddamn thing, and it turned out exactly the same way. It took them forever. Uh, they were the last ones in the country. The entire country is waiting for. Arizona. I just don't understand how we allow that. Like, why is that acceptable? Yeah. Should not but, be. You know, they again, they elect these people. They elect these people and put them in their local. And again, it goes back down to the local uh, uh, counties because the counties, even though there is state law for elections, there is federal law for elections, but the counties also have a say in how their elections are run, which is why every single county in a state has their own election law. Uh, and so they can dictate in Maricopa County, uh, and has you know they've completely screwed the pooch on us twice. But they like these people. I mean, no, nobody's been fired, nobody's been recalled, nobody's been held to account for any of these for any of these issues. They're all still there, and it'll happen again in 2024. Um, we'll see. I mean, now see, now I got to write down. Maricopa County, so that in 2024, I can say, let's see if Maricopa County is going to be our last county in the entire country. For sure, it will. All right, enough on that. Monday. Monday is going to be a huge day, and and I don't think a lot of people realize why. I definitely don't. Monday, Monday, May 1st, right? Hunter Biden uh, has to go to court. I believe in Wisconsin, maybe, uh, on a child support issue for his illegitimate child that he had with a stripper. 
uh, who for years he claimed wasn't his until the court forced him to take a paternity test and confirm that it was his child, which, by the way, that, you know, that's a whole topic. But, uh, you know, this whole Joe Biden talking about how family is so important to him, yet he refuses to uh, acknowledge that this four-year-old little girl who carries the last name Biden is one of his grandchildren. Um, wow. That's a whole other story. Um, that's really sad. Yeah, it, it is sad for the child. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just is overall. Now he said that. Uh, this judge has determined that Hunter needs to be in person in court on Monday. So why is that important? Why is that a big deal? Well, it's about him paying child support. And her basis for bringing it back is all the stuff that was on his laptop about all the financial dealings that he's had with all these million dollar, millions of dollars worth of deals. And him saying that he had him basically telling the court that he has no money and he can't pay child support. So they they are going to mandate that he be there in person and he's going to have to provide financial documents. So that's going to be the interesting part. I don't know. Now we know how it's going to play out. It it's going to, I mean, it may. He's the son of the president. They can fudge whatever they want to fudge. And it's not about fudging, it's about producing because he's saying, he is saying, in contrast to what the documents that have already been released from his laptop, self acknowledged that it's his laptop because they're suing, saying that it was a breach of his privacy to release them. So obviously, they're saying that they were his, his shit, his documents. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that, you know, these are my, that's not my laptop, but then in the same breath, turn around and sue him for a breach of privacy, saying that you, you release data from my laptop. Mm -hmm. um, so he's going to have to provide to the court financial records to, con to contrast what she's using uh, as her evidence to say that he has millions and millions of dollars. So... I don't, that, it could be, and this is a family court. This isn't a federal court. This isn't a, you know, you know this isn't somebody who is uh, held to, you know, a DOJ or or something standard uh, for how they how they handle these types of things. Uh, she's a she's an elected judge in the family court, um, so she. Now, I'm not sure she can be swayed. The way somebody on a federal bench might be swayed. Yeah, true. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, it's it interesting. Sound like the, I don't know. I don't know exactly which community it is in Wisconsin. Pretty sure it's Wisconsin. Um, I don't know what uh, what county it is. Um, not that that matters, because again, I think that she. I think that so far, this judge has shown that she just doesn't give a shit about the whole federal, you know, or the, the whole Biden family uh, importance that they put on themselves because um, she's, you know, they his his attorney said, well, he doesn't need to show up. She said, no, he will fucking be here Monday morning and he, he will answer these questions. Hmm. So I don't know. We might get a peek. We might get a peek at what they're saying happened to all these millions of dollars that uh, he claims, I guess it's, you know, right now he's claiming that he's broke. So, That's just insane to me. Yeah. 
Well, he's living in daddy's house rent free. And so. where does money go? I mean, didn't he? One, he received all that money from Burisma. He, we know of his other financials from the laptop and stuff. Oh, and we know what his other partners, his other partners have come out and said. Didn't he sell paintings for half a half million, million dollars? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. that's just 100% the way to launch. The fastest money. undiscovered famous painter in history. He had paintings that sold for more than Van Gogh's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just a clear way to just, you know, hide your, yeah, hide your, hide the way, you know, you're giving money to a person for political sway or whatever. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it's, uh, uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think, I think we might get a peek into some of, some of it. I, I family court records are often sealed. I get that. But, there's going to be other people in that courtroom. <laughs> so, you know, to the extent that uh, stuff can be kept quiet, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, another thing that I heard this week that's a very interesting article that I read. Uh, you know, we haven't heard uh, in quite some time about the uh, Dobbs uh, decision release, early release from the Supreme Court. That was the uh, Roe v. Wade uh, decision that was released early and you know for some reason they just I think there's only like 120 employees there and they just can't figure out they just can't figure out who did it well that may not necessarily be true uh, Justice Alito uh, did an interview this past week and he said he's pretty sure he knows who released it and why and his reasoning was or the reason he gave for why was uh, to intimidate yeah, the the justices from overturning Roe v. Wade. Now he said he doesn't have enough evidence to one hundred one hundred percent definitively say yes, it was this person. He said he is pretty sure. Well, he's a pretty smart guy. He's been around for a while, um, so I, I imagine that he uh, knows the people in that building. It's not a big circle uh, of people who work in that building, so. Uh, We'll see more to follow on that. And, of course, we can't end the show this week without, uh, you know, acknowledging that uh, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson were both let go by their uh, both canned for respective very, agencies. Very different reasons. <laughs> yes. Well, this is, what, this is what makes me laugh. So, you know me. Of course, I say it every week. I troll. That's what I do. Um, and, you know. <laughs> All these lives and all this are, you know, the big screenshot at the bottom is Tucker fired from Fox News. I go in the comments and the very first thing I put is, yeah, Don Lemon was fired too. And we're not talking about Don Lemon. We're not, every single time I put that, that was it. We're not going to talk about Don Lemon. Well, okay, but you know, it, Tucker Carlson is still an employee at Fox, right? You know, he hasn't actually been fired, right? Right. Well, you mean he's still under contract getting paid, but he's also, but he's right. But they didn't fire him. Yeah, but he'll never do anything on Fox. Right, News. he'll never be on there. The problem, you know, the problem for him on that is he has to now work to negotiate the terms of his release from his contract, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is far different from getting a phone call at six o'clock in the morning before you're headed into work to say, "Don't come in. You're no longer employed here." Yeah, which is what Don. Lemon yeah, did. I mean, you can clearly see the difference in their reactions. Um, 
after the firing or whatever. The, yeah, the, Tucker's been on. He's had a couple of his own little live videos. And, uh, and he's super happy. And look, so the estimate is that over the next five years, Tucker Carlson being away from Fox News will make over $100 million mm -hmm. in five years. He's already had one offer, I believe, for $25 million a year from OAN. He can't obviously negotiate or talk to them yet, but um, I think that offer has already been publicized. That it was, you know, that's a hundred million right there. That's probably a low, low ball. I mean, for him too. Yeah, I think Fox was paying him twelve million. Yeah, yeah, but I think uh, what his worth is is because I mean his value. Because I think you would agree that he probably has more value than Hannity. Um, yeah. But Hannity was making somewhere in the neighborhood of forty-five million. Right. Um. So I think that Tucker is going to do well with whatever he does. I don't know what he's going to do. People are floating the idea that he's going to run for a political office, uh, even potentially be Trump's running mate. Um, I think that would never happen. Yeah, I think so. Um, could he run himself? Possibly, but I don't think so. Um, people are floating that as well. Um, I don't think he would have any real reason to do that. Yeah, and he's. I mean, it depends on what his goals are, I guess. If he's... If he's in it for the journalism and his freedom to say what he wants to say, then he's going to go to a place that's going to one pay him and two allow him. Yeah, he's I mean, he's so much more suited for that. I think he has a lot more public influence. Like some people would be doing a disservice by getting out of that public realm yeah. and getting in political office. You just, you, in some cases, you just don't have that much power. Right. Um, being that individual there and you have a lot more influence by being able to reach millions of people every day. So I think that's where Tucker stands. I think he, he could very well go independent. Uh, I mean, he really could produce his own program. Yeah. I think, I think, and that probably somewhere down the line, you know, much like a Bill O'Reilly did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I think Tucker is a lot more liked or at least popular yeah. than even O'Reilly eventually so absolutely but my point being that O'Reilly still has a huge following yeah um his his uh brand has become pretty successful I think um and uh oh, what was the other guy's name who's the other guy that uh, actually he's with Tucker uh god white-haired guy glasses can't remember his name uh he uh owns the blaze Oh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Yeah. Glenn Beck was on Fox. Same thing happened to him. He got shit canned from Fox. And the Blaze has been nothing but successful uh, since since he left, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he is. I mean, I, he may even, he's probably younger than Glenn Beck. Um, but I was going to say, I just, oh, I think he's definitely younger than Glenn Beck. I just don't think that he needs to do anything. Um, but I'm sure it's, I mean, we'll see him again. He, I mean, these presidents like Biden when he was vice president and uh, Clinton, the Clintons and the Obamas and the Bushes, uh, you know, they're making, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars a speech just to go talk to a group of people. He could do that three times a week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it, it's ridiculous. All the people that are celebrating that he's leaving Fox News like yeah. Are you that stupid? He's, it, that doesn't mean he goes away. Right. I mean, right. he's not Don Lemon. Don Lemon is going to go away. Right. Nobody gives a flying... And nobody's going to touch him. No. 
I mean, and nobody it, wants to hear his bullshit. It so. does blow my mind that it took him this long. Of all the stuff that the guy did, Don Lemon said, all the mm-hmm. ridiculous things he said, um, calling for basically uh, the, I don't know, ousting might be the best word, but like of white men. Mm-hmm. Just saying that white men are the problem with everything. Right. Just, just like, like stuff, stuff like that. that. Um, and, and then he gets fired for, for this. But yeah. I think ultimately it's because people just don't care. Yeah, I mean, they, they, obviously, they obviously wanted one more thing, and, and he gave it to them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that's really how I look at it. Think his guests are just wiping the floor with him, and, and he was just, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he was probably just last on their list of he, of them going down the line and cleaning up CNN because it seems like that's what they've done ever since yeah. they've had management. They're they're going down the line and getting rid of people um, systematically, and of course they had to wait and wait for the gay black dude to be like, they had to give him more time, right? Uh, of course, because so. he was owed that. Yeah. We waited an extra year. Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining the show. Hey, if you have any questions, any concerns, any topics, anything you want to say, if you want to come on the show, hit us up. Agingpodcast13yahoo.com. Yeah, right there. yeah, there was a lot of things we didn't cover right in this one. So if there's any of those topics you want us to hit, I'm happy to talk about them because there's, there's a few things I wouldn't mind getting into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, want to hear what you're interested in. So absolutely. And hey, see you. Uh, do they have a game next Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, two more, two more games, and that's it. But is is it on Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the JV has a game on Monday, but uh, Varsity has one on Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh well, maybe it'll be earlier though. Um, yeah, maybe. Is this a JV game? I don't know. We'll see. No promises that we're going to do Trash Talk Tuesday on Tuesday, but uh, we'll try to do one, if not on Wednesday, then, uh, if we can fit it in. Uh, But again, thanks for joining us, and we will be back then. See you, Jake. Later.